0: Welcome back to the Marvel Movie Minute, a daily podcast in which we dig in deep to analyze the films of the Marvel Cinematic Universe one minute at a time. I'm Andy Nelson from the Next Real Film Podcast. And I'm Pete Wright, also from the Next Real. We are talking about Jon Favreau's 2008 film Iron Man. And today uh, we are digging into Minute 5. We've finished out the week and we are going to start with Tony waking up to find himself in one of the worst positions possible. And it ends with the cover of Forbes featuring Tony and Obadiah.
1: This is the ultimate meanwhile back at the ranch minute. <laughs> <laughs> it
0: really is. It's very, very true. Yes, uh, we we have a brief little moment here in the cave uh, as we have a disoriented Tony trying to figure out where he is. And, you know, this is it's interesting for kind of a comic book movie granted in, in uh, post-September 11th, um, you know, terrorist-filled world um, where we have videos like this popping up on YouTube and such. Um, But it's like, it's a comic book movie. And here we have a scene that's a pretty horrifying thing to watch. And, uh, you know, because usually you see these videos and you know how it's going to end. And it's not pretty. It's not a pretty ending. And, of course, this cave is, you know, it's largely just a big set that they built at the Playa Vista stages. Uh, this is where Howard Hughes built the Spruce Goose. And, um, you know, its we don't see a lot of the cave at this point. It's just kind of a dark room. And we have Tony uh, strapped down, and he's got a group of terrorists standing around him. He's got five of them standing with, uh, as we come to find out later, uh, Abu Bakar, played by Syed Badreya. And Raza, played by Farhan Tahir, those are, are uh, Faran is the one who's speaking, and uh, and uh, Syed is the one who's holding the gun right by Tony's face.
1: Well, we also get interestingly, we also answer the question of how Tony survived. He has his suit jacket on, but under his jacket, he's not wearing a shirt. He's covered in bandages, and you can see the the blood uh, that that is central to uh, right in the center of his chest. Clearly, some work has been done.
0: Yeah, this is uh, yeah we. It's it's a great reveal because we see this is a guy who's been uh, in surgery or whatever it is that these guys are doing, and and just having problems. And and it's it's a nice nod to show that you know he is severely injured, and uh, there's going to be more that we're going to find out about that.
1: And as we pull back, after we uh, come to terms with the fact that Tony is, A, alive, and B, oh my goodness, hole in his chest covered in gauze, there is a flag behind him. And at the time, uh, it probably was the keen-eyed comic book fans that actually were able to make sense of that flag. What is that flag?
0: Well, it's funny. There are ten rings on the flag. And there actually wasn't, at least from what I've been looking at, there wasn't a 10 ring terrorist organization um, in the Marvel Universe, but there was a character who wore 10 rings and that was the Mandarin. And the fact that we have this 10 rings um, on this flag. I think, gave a lot of people some excitement that, hey, the Mandarin might be in this. Or, hey, these guys are working for the Mandarin, and maybe it's setting us up for the Mandarin in another film. It's a great little Easter egg to to fans um, who are going to notice that. Um, and I think, actually, the comics um, may have um, brought the Ten Rings in to other comics later that is kind of a a, a, a terrorist organization as a nod to the Mandarin um and and you know we'll we'll be talking about the mandarin um in a number of years when we finally get to iron man 3 and that'll be an interesting conversation to uh to chat about uh but for now it's just yeah it's this interesting little uh terrorist organization that
1: uh, never does actually get directly tied to the mandarin isn't that interesting and yet it it becomes a bigger part well i don't want to break the rule again right It becomes something that's important to understand later. It does. And I'm looking forward to that. Now, these guys are
0: speaking Dari, which is one of the official languages of Afghanistan. Although online people seem to say it's Urdu. I've read some comparisons that maybe they're similar enough, but I'm not sure I don't speak either of them. Um, So I, I can't say for sure. But what's interesting... About this little bit is that there are um there are people who have kind of done their best at translating this, and as it turns out the uh, this is an interesting moment in the film because it's kind of if if you can speak it, it's kind of giving things away a little bit. It's talking about uh, and I'm going to read this off of this reddit uh translator site that I found it's not a great translation because they were having a hard time. Um, hearing it because of the echoey uh, nature of it. But this is what it says. He gives us the job and you think we are looters, blah, 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 something of Raza. We, the group of 10 rebels on you. This region is filled with the white bones of those people who doubted our will and belief. And the Westerner will always rule over this world. But we, who you think are beasts and animals, are assembling in the barren, deserted corners for this reason. And... I guess what it's kind of doing, it's kind of hinting that maybe there is uh, somebody uh, in the Western world who's helping them. It's not, it's funny because if you watch the deleted scene of this, they actually, as they continue, all of a sudden it's it's Urdu, 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 Obadiah Stane, <laughs> Urdu, 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 Tony yeah. Stark. And it, it's a much more direct reference to the fact that obadiah really hired these guys to to catch tony here it's i think that you i think they've edited in a way where it's kind of hard to tell still but maybe somebody would have an idea that there's something else going on in this scene other than just uh, a a hostage message
1: that's fascinating yeah a little giveaway it is we, we cut uh, hard away from that into our title. Uh, here we are. Uh, uh, the words Iron Man in brilliant, uh, I guess, gold. Finally. Finally. And this serves as a significant transition. And it is a, it's a break in uh, place and it is a break in time. This uh, actually serves as a jumping off point There's to see how Tony got there. It is, uh, what is it, 36 hours earlier?
0: 36 hours earlier. Yeah. Now, what do you think of the structure? Do you like this structure? Do you think it would have worked if they just started in Vegas and we see this hole open and it builds into the Afghanistan scene? Because we're going to see that Afghanistan scene anyway. So does it help us that we actually start that way and then come back to
1: it? I think it really does work because it puts us in what should be the natural habitat of Tony Stark, right? He's a weapons manufacturer. Let's, let's put him in and amongst some weapons. And we get this great action scene right out of the gate. Uh, and, and so I, I think it leaves us with a nice little bit of mystery to say, how did he end up here? We, we as soon as we say, uh, you know, it's been 36 hours, uh, you know, we, we get a sense of uh, of building in, of filling some of the holes in this wall of mystery that I, I think works very naturally. Uh, and it shows the other side of Tony. Right. We get so much on the screen thrown at us. During the Apogee Award presentation here, uh, from all of these fantastic covers of magazines, of real magazines with Tony Stark on them, um, uh, you know, family history, all of these things that serve to show us the other side of Tony Stark. You know, the the uh, giant, the the famous, you know, the giant famous uh, industrialist Tony Stark.
0: Yeah, it, it works very well in that sense, and I think. Um, I, What I like about the opening is it gives us some action right out of the gate. It gives us Tony right out of the gate. I mean, right in the beginning, we get that Playboy sense. If we're starting with the Apogee Awards, I mean, it's some interesting backstory to kind of give us a sense of who Tony is. But it's a little more on the boring side. It's not as interesting.
1: We, we're not already with him and getting to know him. We'd also have to find a way, as you say, because we already have the Playboy stuff in the truck. We'd have to find a way to show us how, you know how lame of a human being he is elsewhere. Yeah,
0: yeah. And and we don't, we, you know, I guess we'll talk about that in a couple of minutes. But right now, it's just, it's this interesting award ceremony. And um, yeah, it's, it's just kind of the history of Tony and his father is really what it is. Um, we are at the, as you said, the Apogee Awards. Um, we have the narrator done by Will Lyman. And man, if you look at his credits, has that boy done a lot of narration. He is a very busy man. Um, it's, it's a great little, uh, exposition bit. You know, we, we get Wired magazine, the mind of Tony Stark. Uh, then we get a young black and white of, I, I, you know, some of these photos, I look at them and, and I go, is that a young child, um, with, with, a, a young Robert Downey Jr.'s face Photoshopped on it? Or is that actually a photo of, young Robert Downey Jr. I think for the first one, I think it's just Robert Downey Jr. But by the time we get to the one where he's with Bill Gates
1: and on the cover of Popular Mechanics, I'm pretty sure those are just photoshopped faces. Obviously, there's a lot of photoshop in there, particularly the Bill Gates, and you can kind of see it uh, in the eyes. It doesn't doesn't look quite right. But um, yeah, I I wonder how much that is, uh, you know, just face replacement or if it's his whole body put in a different in a different setting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's kind
0: of interesting. The um, you know, we get a shot of his father in there with a blueprint of a Vought F eight E Crusader. Um, I love these magazines. I think they're funny. Although, you know, it's interesting. The script actually um, pegs. Uh, it's actually a lot of a lot more about Howard Stark throughout this, building up to as it says his greatest accomplishment, which is the birth of his son in 1973. Um, The movie never pinpoints Tony's birth as 1973, but if we go off of that, um, when it's him and Bill Gates at the age of four, that would be around 77. When he's uh, on the cover of Popular Mechanics, when he's six, that would be 79. MIT, he'd be graduating at 17 in 1990. His father would die when he's then 18 in 1991. And, uh, And that's kind of about what we get. Although what's interesting is his father and mother die in the car crash in 1991. The next thing we see is is um, his father, Howard Stark, and Obadiah back when he had hair in a black and white photo, um, which is you know talking about their friendship. But in the background of the photo, you see a, a plaque on the wall, some, something of supersonic flight in Air Force Base, California. And it says 1997. So I think the production design team Interesting. missed the mark as far as putting the correct date on that.
1: Right. (laughs) That doesn't fly. (laughs) Not quite. Not quite. Fascinating. Uh, Um, Just speaking just to the facial replacement stuff, uh, the last shot we get in the minute is, I think, the first time that we get the de-aging of Robert Downey Jr., do you think?
0: Which which magazine are we looking it's at the, specifically? This is
1: the I think it's Forbes, but we don't get the finished uh, the finished shot, right? It's it's the new kid. that has Obadiah Stane and Robert Downey Jr. It's yep, obviously right. heavily photoshopped, but uh, it this looks so much like the de-aged Robert Downey Jr. from later movies that it makes me feel like this was like a test run to see if they could do it. Yeah, it's definitely something where it
0: feels like they've at least done some airbrushing to kind of clean oh, up, heavily, clean up yeah. any of that sort of stuff. You know yeah. also, in the end credits of the film, they do mention that they they credit the um the lucas uh, the, the Lucas Company for an image used from the making of Tucker the man in his dream, and I wonder if that photo of of Jeff Bridges standing with uh, uh, with um, Howard Stark uh, played by Gerard Sanders um, I wonder if that's the image of Jeff Bridges that they pulled from oh, Sure, um, yeah from Tucker. It it has kind of just like Tucker, doesn't it? it? Yeah. Yeah, it really does. does. That Tucker smile. Now, we should talk about uh, Obadiah more next week. We get a shot of him in the crowd, but we'll kind of save a little bit more for that. Um, And Howard Stark, this is really the only time we really see Howard. So, you know, he first appeared in Iron Man number 28, which was August 1970. And it's just a flashback in that episode where you see him getting mad at Tony because Tony is dating the competition's daughter. And that's like the first time (laughs) he appears. And I know he's got a ton of backstory in the comics, but unfortunately, we're really not going to uh, have much to talk about with Howard uh, over the course of this film. Maybe we will in the next, uh, uh, when, when we get to Iron Man 2, because there's a little more of a presence with him there. Uh,
1: it's a hip-hop uh, presentation. Uh, it, it's very exciting. It feels like uh, I'm at a Salesforce
0: meeting. It's got that feel, doesn't it? Yes, it does. The music playing during the presentation is the song Damn Kid by DJ Bobarobo. And uh, and that's what we get. But I I think that's about it for... For now right anything else about this minute? i think so
1: too no i think we're good to go let's hit up at minute six all right well that is it for this
0: week's show everybody thank you for tuning into the first week of uh, marvel movie minute with uh, iron man make sure you subscribe to the show for free over at marvelmovieminute.com join us over in our discord chat room and follow us on facebook twitter and instagram at the next reel and if you like what we do and want to support us get some cool stuff become a patron over at patreon.com slash the next reel Until next time, true believers.